Cannibalism, one of the most taboo crimes that can be committed. Mankind has a complicated history with the act of cannibalism, with a variety of perspectives throughout our time on this rock in space. Cannibalism holds a special place in the world of the macabre, and true crime mainstays like Jeffrey Dahmer, Andre Chikatilo, and Albert Fish hold an elevated status of infamy due to their consumption of their victims. Today we're talking about a strange outlier in this sick fraternity, a man that concealed a dark fantasy that was finally seen to its end, and with a participant who wanted the same thing as his killer. The lines of right and wrong will be blurred today as we dive into the life of a man with a very particular taste. So let's get weird. What's up, weirdos? It is time to suspend all thoughts of reality and submit to pure strangeness because you have found yourselves in the weirdoverse. I'm your host, J.D. Ross, Chronicle of the Bazaar, and you are tuned into Weirdwide, your favorite digital cult. Hope everybody's doing okay this week. I had a bit of a weird week. There's a moment that nobody who's ever gotten a haircut wants to wants to experience where all of a sudden, like, you feel there's a slip, and then you feel there's this, like, kind of awkward silence going on, and uh, you sort of, you sort of try, you're, you're sitting there trying to evaluate it, and the person who's cutting your hair comes around and just stares at you, right? Just kind of looks down at you. Does one of those and then feels the need to excuse themselves from the situation. Well, that happened to me. (laughs) So all week I've been walking around. uh, The top part of my head here has just this really weird, awkward little bald spot going on. I really can't wait until that fixes itself. But that's enough about me, weirdos. Today we are talking about one of the strangest cases of cannibalism uh, that exists that we know of anyway. Today we are talking about notorious German cannibal Armin Muse. Uh, I don't know if it's Muse or Muez. I I, I couldn't actually find any uh, pronunciation guide, so I'm just going to be going with Muse. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let me know. Now, we humans definitely view uh, cannibalism in a certain kind of way, especially in modern society. I would say we're all a little skeeved out by the idea of cannibalism. But let's see what our little friend Larry thinks of cannibalism. Larry, what do you think? Well, I don't really see the big deal, to be honest. We eat each other all the time on my home planet. But the meat from my species is actually a powerful hallucinogen to most other species. And it makes you trip balls. All right, so alien meat apparently is a hallucinogen. Enough nonsense, though, weirdos. Let's get into it. So Armin Muse was born in Essen, West Germany in 1961. This is back when Germany was divided into the East and the West uh, following World War II. Muse's father was known to be a very stern man, uh, was apparently very disinterested in his family. He left Armin and his mother when Armin was only eight years old. Now, it's total speculation here. We don't know for sure, but... It is kind of feasible that his father saw something really dark in Armin from a very young age. Uh, there's been a couple serial killers that have had some adult in their life that like just never got a good vibe from him, never got a good beat on him. I'm pretty sure Ed Kemper was that way. He had somebody in his life that just was like, mm. I know Dahmer had one too. They're like his stepmother or something who just never took to him, never took to him, always saw something weird. And when his father left, uh, he cut off all contact with the family. Apparently didn't even see Armin again until the trial when his father described him as a very well-behaved boy, uh, but someone who had been weirdly obsessed with Hansel and Gretel, specifically the part where Hansel is getting fattened up to be eaten. 
So a couple signs early on. Like I'm just I'm just imagining this creepy little German kid. Cause like, you know what? Let's just be honest. German kids are creepy as shit. Like little little European kids are kind of creepy, at least from my perspective. So just imagine like all the signs of this little fucking this little fucking weirdo just, you know, just like, oh, I love when Hansel is fattened up to be eaten. Oh, I bet your Hansel tastes good. I bet your Hansel tastes like schnitzel. So after daddy left, it was just Armin and his mother, Waltra. Now, mommy seemed a little bit intense. So mommy would yell at Armin and scold him in public, and she would apparently follow him everywhere he went. All of this from the age of eight. So daddy abandons the family, and then you're stuck with this overbearing mom, just like so much trauma from a young age. Uh, apparently, uh, Walter would actually accompanied him to a date one time when he was like 16 or something like that. So like real intense, overbearing mom. Now, apparently, even though mommy was very overbearing, she didn't listen to him that much. Armin apparently very, felt very lonely as a child. And so he created an imaginary friend named Frankie. Now, it's not uncommon for kids to make up an imaginary friend, but... Since mommy wouldn't listen, the first person that he would ever tell his cannibalistic desires to was Frankie. Now, it was around the age of 12 that his desires started to really intensify. Armin started fantasizing about consuming his classmates around the age of 12 so that they would stay with him forever. Uh, that's, a, it's a, that's some Dahmer shit right there. That was literally some of the shit that Dahmer was about, like, like trying to keep people with him forever. Fucking weird, dude. I mean, again, even by, like... European child standards of like creepy factor this had to be extra creepy like for everybody around him like you know you got this kid who's probably way too intense like he can't just have a normal sleepover like it had to be forever you know what I mean like like he was probably the kid the next morning where it's like he's just like lingering because he wants the party to keep going and so he wants it to like he wants it to last forever his friends are like I, I'm done man like like I it's fucking morning like the sleepover's done it's a vibe I get. Now, it was in 1999 that Waltraud died. So let's look at the whole picture here so far. You got this super traumatized little weirdo. He's been dropping hints that he's fucked up his entire life. Had this ball-busting, overbearing mother that was always on his ass. And then one day, she just fucking croaks, leaving him completely by himself. When Waltraud died, uh, Armin was 38 years old. Uh, and he was, like I said, the epitome of a mama's boy at this point still. Like, he still, like, still lived with mama. You know, mom was taking care of mama. You know, everything was about mama. So, like, you know, I'm sure his dating life wasn't that great. A recipe for just a weird fucking adult that can't, can't really handle himself as an adult away from mommy. Somehow, mommy had a mansion that she left to him in a town called Amstetten. I couldn't find out anything about how they had a mansion. I'm not really sure what Waltraud did for a living. I'm not sure if she came from money. Uh, it seems like she must have come from a little bit of money because she had this mansion. So she left that to him and that becomes his new house. So uh, we're getting some kind of Norman Bates vibes going on with this. There's like a, a big amalgamation of like, you know, real life and fictional serial killers going on with Armin that, you know, you'll kind of pick up on as the story goes. So this is the first time in his entire life that he's been really truly alone and on his own so this is where he really starts to succumb to his mental illness starting off he builds a shrine to his mother uh with a plastic skeleton that he would like tuck in every night uh okay we definitely like you know that's some jason Voorhees, norman bates shit like i said there's, there's a lot of shit going on with this guy how are you this much like these characters and this is also apparently where armin got really into internet porn kind of this weird perfect storm going on He's finally free to do his own thing in three decades. So he was probably stunted in his sexual exploration growing up. And then he's an adult 
Living in an age where the availability of pornography on the internet gives him access to more porn than he's ever possibly known. And so he goes fucking ham on porn. And his pornographic interests really started to get darker and darker really quickly, too. He mostly leaned towards the torture and the pain stuff. Very into seeing people hurt, raped, tortured, uh, probably like faux snuff films, you know what I mean? Like like fake snuff films, uh, maybe even some real ones, depending on, you know, what he, where he was at on the web. And this would lead to him discovering chat rooms, which did anybody else kind of have this like weird thing with their parents where they went like kind of wild on chat rooms back then, like where like chat rooms became like a big fucking deal. It was around that time, like when everybody was first starting to get the Internet. I know my parents were like into chat rooms, like really weirdly for they, like, they even met some friends and shit on there. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Like these are the same generation that's telling you, like, don't fucking talk to strangers. And they're on here just going ham talking to strangers. The specific theme of the chat rooms that he was starting to frequent was cannibalism. Armin was spending a lot of time on a site called the Cannibal Cafe, which is no longer active. Uh, fun fact, I did go looking to see if uh, the Cannibal Cafe was still up, uh, and there is apparently a restaurant in Canada called the Cannibal Cafe. They really lean into the whole bit. You know, they're like, you know, we're, we're, you could be the special of the day. Yeah, and uh, they got the cannibal fries with cannibal sauce. And there's like this big disclaimer at the bottom that just says that we don't serve human flesh. Like, I just feel like, how did they get? How did they get the funding for this? Like, you know what I mean? How did they get the loan? Like, that had to be the most awkward shit ever where they just walk in into a bank trying to get a bank loan. Well, what are you going to what are you going to call your your restaurant? Uh, it's uh, it's the Cannibal Cafe. We're going to call it the Cannibal Cafe. Are you planning on serving human flesh? Absolutely not. And we're going to have a disclaimer at the very bottom that says we're definitely not serving human flesh. So deciding that he was actually going to go through with his lifelong desire, he put an ad on the Cannibal Cafe that read, looking for normally built 18 to 25-year-old to be slaughtered and consumed. It's just right to the point, isn't it? Like, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for someone to, they will be killed by me, and, the, and, then, and then I will eat them, and they will be very tasty. We are a fucking weird species. Like, like, let's like li literally let let's just stop and think about it. like this is like when the internet was really coming into prominence. Like, we were starting to connect with people all over the world. You know, just like making new friends, new interests. Like weirdos coming together. You know, nerds coming together to talk about nerd shit. And then there's people that are like, you know, what I I I really want to eat a person, so I'm going to I'm going to put an ad out. And it fucking worked. That's the weird part, too. We're a fucked up species, dude. Now, what surprised me is that a weird amount of dudes actually responded to the ad. I don't think any uh, I don't think any women responded. Uh, he didn't actually specify if he was looking for a woman or a man to do this to. It just ended up being a dude. Uh, but apparently a lot of dudes responded. He must have been so excited. Like, look at my cup is just it, my cup runneth over, man. Like, look at this. I got like. I mean, like, that's got to suck. Like, like, like comparing that to, like, anybody, like, who, like, would do, like, before Tinder and all that shit, and you had just the online dating stuff. You had, like, the dating sites, like, just online, and, like, you would just put your shit out there and be similar to Tinder, I guess. Uh, but it would be, like, you know, they would, you know, just sit there and just wait. And, and there's got to be people that were just, like, like, nobody loves me. I wish someone would answer my love ad. And then there's this fucking German weirdo who's like, I would like to kill and consume a human being. And there's like, ah, me, me, right here, me, pick me, pick me. Fuck. 
Now, many responded were probably responding as a joke. Uh, one person did make it to the house, though. A guy named Borg Jose. I don't know if I'm spe- if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm assuming he's German. Uh, it's spelled like Jose, but it might be like Jose or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Borg Jose. So that's who shows up. Now, Borg made it all the way onto the table. Like, he was like, all right, let's fucking do this. Like, I am in. Like, let's, you're going to kill me. And then you're going to fucking slaughter me. And then you're going to eat me. Like, I'm totally down. But when he was laying on the table, I guess that little voice in his head that says, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? It had to, at that point, started to get a little bit louder. And he said, Armin, I'm actually not feeling super good right now this is legit he actually he actually said this i'm not feeling super good right now would it be cool if we didn't do this and that's another weird thing about armin muse is he was looking for a willing participant he let jose go like immediately he was like oh yeah no no problem no problem like he's like you can like you don't want to do this like that's totally cool bro like like you know what like i hope you have a good day have a good evening like Have a nice day. Peace. So it was weird. He wasn't looking to like murder somebody like weirdly enough. He was looking for somebody willing to do this. And Borg Jose just was not willing to do that. At the end of the day, he made it all the way to the table. Fucking weird is that dude? Like imagine like imagine going to somebody's house for this. Now, the fateful day would come on Valentine's Day of 2001 when a man named Bernd Jürgen Brandes answered the ad. How sweet. Valentine's Day. Brandis was a 43-year-old engineer, uh, and he agreed to, he was actually not only agreed to be eaten, killed and eaten, this dude was, like, excited about it. So they would, like, they'd be, they for about a month or so, they were sending emails back and forth, just, like, kind of talking about the whole thing. And at one point, like, Brandis is even like, dude, you should use my skull as an ashtray. Like, okay, it's metal. Right. It is metal. I'll give you that. Like, it's like, yeah, dude, you should totally use my skulls and ashtray like fucking badass. But like, should you want to do that? Hmm, I don't know. Fateful day would come on March 9th, 2001, when Brandis would meet Armin in person. They met at Armin's house and after having sex with each other, they got right down to the cannibal business. That's 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 something else is kind of weird about this is there's there's definitely like a sexual thrill going on with the whole deal. You know, there's definitely a sexual element to it um, where he's getting off at the idea of killing and eating somebody. And I think Brandis is getting off at being the bottom, you know, of that of that particular dynamic. So they fuck and then they're ready to get started. All right, now I got to give a little bit of a trigger warning here. It's going to get fucked up in the next couple minutes here. So if you've got a weak stomach, you might want to just skip ahead a little bit. Uh, this is this is where it's going to get a little fucked up. So Armin gave Brandis 20 sleeping pills, a bottle of cold medicine, and a little bit of schnapps. A little bit of schnapps just to wash it all down. And this was so he wouldn't feel as much pain. They actually made a tape out of this. Tape's never been released to the public, but uh, there is a tape does exist. Like it apparently is so gruesome that the people, the jurors that had to see it, had to seek psychological fucking help. Like I said, Brandis was very enthusiastic about the whole thing. With Brandis's full support and permission, Armin amputated Brandis's penis for them both to eat. Brandis apparently wanted him to bite it off first. Like this is this is where Brandis was. Like Brandis was in a very sick fucking like uber masochistic place where you know he's like literally like like let's do this ex- like, like let's go extreme like don't just cut it off bite that thing off 
apparently that did not work. Apparently it's not as easy to bite off a dick as as uh, one would expect. They did that on Oz one time. Uh, that show Oz, like the the one dude who was like kind of the the square that ended up in jail. He was like you know ended up the prison bitch, and like finally one day he's got enough of it. Like one of the other inmates like wakes him up in the middle of the night and shoves his dick in his mouth, and he's had enough, so he fucking bites the tip off and spits it out. Like apparently that's not as easy to do. Now Brandis attempted to eat some of it raw, which again, man, what are you doing, dude? Like you know, it's like dick sushi. What are you doing? But he said that it was too chewy. How does how does like again? Let's let's just stop and think about where the fuck we're at right now. Like, how does one find themselves in a situation where they're just super cool with sharing their dick as a dinner entree with a dude they just met? He's like super into it. Now Armin tried to fry it up with some garlic and pepper, but he burned it. He fucking burned it. How the fuck did you not practice ahead of time? Like, dude, you don't you don't like start off trying to grill a fucking filet mignon like you you got to practice on some new york strips first like you can't just go for the kobe beef on your first outing like how did you not like i don't know like germany is sick with sausage like you you couldn't find some sausage to fuck with to at least get your technique down a little bit what the fuck armin i hope he's listening to this and i hope like like shame for that like specifically for that like yeah shame for the whole thing but like really dude like i mean like how rare is it that you get to cook dick? How many of you have ever cooked dick? None of you. Hopefully none of you have ever cooked dick. And he's just like starting off like, yeah, I got this. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I got this. So they had to throw the dick away and nobody got to eat it. I feel like we can use a palate cleanser here, weirdos. What do you guys think? Welcome to Armin's Kitchen. Come over for dinner. Welcome to Armin's Kitchen. I am Armin Muse, and today we're going to make the perfect penis dish. Penis scallopini. Oh, yeah, penis scallopini. Now, the secret is you can't overcook the penis when you're cooking up the penis. You want, to, you want to cut it up with a couple of onions. I recommend some mushrooms and a little bit of garlic. The penis meat is very delicate, and it just needs a little bit of love. You throw it in there with your onions and your mushrooms, a little bit of garlic, good amount of butter, and voila! You've got a lovely penis scallopini. It'll be the hit at your next dinner party. All right, that was Armin's Kitchen, a new cooking segment. That's right. We do it all here, man. We're doing we're doing everything on Weirdwide. So at this point, Brandis is losing a lot of blood because apparently they didn't think to cauterize the wound. So Brandis sits there. He's bleeding out for like three hours while Armin is reading a Star Trek book. I just... I would kill to know. I could not find what book it was. I don't even know if it was like the original Star Trek or the Next Generation Deep Space. Like every every iteration of Star Trek and everything in between has like book series. There's a thousand books you can get for this. I've I've read a few, and I would just kill to know which book he was reading, what plot he was like focusing on, while he has this dude who's bleeding out in a bath from a dick wound that they both were like on board with. So Armin would check in with Brandis every 15 minutes or so. And I just can't help but think that like, he was also like, while he was doing that, he was updating Brandis on the plot. Like, you, like, like, cause he, I mean, you, you know, when you're in the middle of a book, like you're, you know, you're kind of excited about it. So like it's the only person he's got to talk to, he had to have been updating him on the plot. Right. Burned, burned. Are, are you alive? Are you still, are, are you still alive? Or are you dead yet? What's well, she wouldn't believe what Captain Picard said to this Klingon. I can't keep a German accent going for long. It just it always ends up either Borat or like offensive Middle Eastern. 
Now, hours later, it was about 10 hours later, uh, Brandis found, Armin found that Brandis was still alive. Uh, so he decided at that point to finish the job by stabbing him in the neck several times. Uh, apparently, the way he described it in the trial later is that Brandis loved this whole thing. He was like loving the dying. Like, that's fucking morbid, dude. He was loving the dying. But like this part, he actually didn't enjoy. Much like Dahmer, Armin apparently didn't enjoy the actual murder part. It was all about the end product for him. The murder was a means to an end. He it, it was something he had to do to get to what he was trying to get. Like in Dahmer's case, he wanted them to stay as like a living sex doll forever. Like never leave, never leave me. You're always your mind to control. For Armin Muse, it was all about getting that sweet, sweet human flesh, which makes Armin a a 100% product killer as opposed to a process killer. So Armin put Brandis on a meat hook and began the butchering. He cut the flesh down into individual portions and stored them in a freezer. Uh, he also ground the bones into flour. Over the next 10 months, Armin Muse consumed a total of 40 four pounds of human flesh i gotta wonder if he ever like you know if there was like nights where he just didn't feel like it like you know like 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 i just don't feel like cooking burn tonight you know maybe maybe i'll just get some taco bell or some pizza like i just don't feel like cooking burned like did that ever happen or did he just like was he like just super into it the entire time so after the 10 months arm posts another ad apparently he was actually somewhere in this point considering uh, like hunting for humans, like instead of finding a willing participant, he was actually toying with the idea of going out and like kidnapping somebody, murdering somebody like against their will. So I do think 100% that if he hadn't been caught with the first victim, I think Armin Muse would have been a much more pro prolific serial killer. Like if he'd have gotten the like the numbers up, I think he if he had gotten away with it for long enough, he would have gotten scary numbers, I think, because that's the thing. That's the thing about serial killers is like they they allow themselves like little like, OK, you can do this. You can do that. Yeah, just do that. But don't don't go too far. But eventually, like any other kind of like any addiction, it just spirals out of control. So like eventually it would have gotten to a scary point, a scarier point. But he decided to go the route that he went before. Uh, you know, why? Why fuck with what worked? You know, let's post an ad for another victim and see what we get. Now, this time, an Austrian student saw the ad and reported it. Uh, which, uh, you know, like, I guess he just got that vibe. Like, you know, I, I don't know what the second ad said. I couldn't find what the second ad actually said. But apparently, like, a, this college student saw the ad and was like, like, put off enough by it that he was like, I need to I need to contact somebody. So good on that guy. Like, that guy is actually probably the hero of the story. Probably honestly saved a lot more lives. Like, doesn't even realize, like, how many lives he actually saved here. Soon after, Armin's home was raided by police, and uh, they would find various body parts left over, the video that he and Brandis made, and the remaining 15 pounds of Brandis's flesh in the freezer. I do love the thinking ahead. Like he gets down to about 15 pounds, and that's when he decides to. That's when he decides to put the second ad out. Like, oof, I'm almost out of brand. I better get another victim in here quick. Uh, Armin didn't try to hide anything. He did. You know, he he was like, I'm caught. You know, it is what it is. Like, I, he admitted to it almost immediately while he was in police custody. Now, this is the part that's really going to throw you off a little bit here is he was initially convicted of manslaughter and he was only sentenced to eight and a half years. Now, the case attracted a lot of media attention, and raised like a bunch of weird questions about whether or not he should be tried, whether or not he's actually guilty, whether or not he's actually, you know, whether, whether this was actually a crime because Brandis wanted 
to be to be killed and consumed kind of goes along the lines of the assisted suicide thing like you know Kevorkian uh you know the idea of you know like should someone be able to assist in a suicide or does that count as murder does it count as taking life like where's the line that's that's where, where you know a lot of that kind of shit and with Brandis being a willing participant the lines were blurred people were you know back and forth about it now it's about a year into his eight and a half year sentence when German courts were kind of like wait wait a fucking minute and they were like, yeah, we're going to we're going to redo this like this. This this don't feel right. We're going to get we're going to do this for murder. This guy murdered somebody like somebody in the court system in Germany was just like. Like kept awake, couldn't sleep for like a year. It was like, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to be able to fucking rest if like that fucker gets out again because he's going to do it again. Like, here's another thing, too, is like somewhere in like Throughout his, you know, his time in prison, Armin Muse has actually admitted also that he still fantasizes about consuming human flesh. So whoever fought this crusade, good on him, because this dude would have done it again. Absolutely. So back in court for murder instead of manslaughter, uh, the prosecution argued that Armin was consuming Brandis to fulfill his sexual desire rather than a specific request by uh, Brandis. And noted that Brandis was under a heavy amount of drugs and alcohol that and that therefore that night he was unable to actually consent to being killed and eaten, even though he had before. But like once he's on the substances, then it's like, well, then maybe you know, I don't know. It was on May 10th of 2006. The trial concluded and Armin Muse was convicted of murder and his eight and a half year sentence was upgraded to life imprisonment. Now, here's another weird parallel, uh, another uh, weird fucked up thing. Like this, this always happens with killers. Like there's always a weird change when they go to prison is of all things, Armin Muse, once he got into the prison system, became a vegetarian. Now, I have to imagine that's less of a moral stance, uh, more about having acquired a major taste for human flesh and that the meat in the prison system just didn't do it for him. Like, I guess it's one of those things where you can't just go from like fucking dude meat to just like fucking grade D slop. I don't fucking know. I've never eaten somebody. He actually became a real-life Hannibal Lecter figure, and he assisted police with cannibal murders that had occurred in 1998 and 2000 that police did believe was uh, perpetrated by the same murderer. Armin Muse remains in prison to this day. Uh, he has rejected offers from stu film studios to buy the rights to his story, but he's granted sole global rights to his story to a uh, film company in Hamburg, free of charge, only on the condition that they do the story completely factually accurate. It has inspired some uh, pop culture references. Rammstein did a song called Mein Teil that was inspired by the case. MTV Germany would only play the song after 11 p.m. Uh, so, you know, they, were, they, they, they weren't happy about it. There's Rammstein staring shit up. They're like, oh, my God. Like we German Germany is literally just over here. Like we don't we don't need this, man. Like like people already think we're fucked up. Like people already associate us with Nazis because of fucking Hitler and shit. But then I got this. Then we got this fucking guy that, that killed somebody and ate somebody like they're going to think we're all fucking cannibals. So they were literally just like, we're not fucking you can't play this until it's late at night. Then there was the uh, the British TV show, The IT Crowd, great show, by the way, uh, where Moss answers an online ad to meet a friend. And uh, the guy is actually a cannibal. He's a German cannibal. And uh, there's this hilarious miscommunication back and forth as to what they're actually doing there. <laughs> what do you think we are doing here? That was a terrible Moss impression. So before we get out of here, there is one question that we have to address. Uh, it would be criminal not to for this particular episode. 
what does human flesh taste like? Well, so that you wouldn't end up on a list, definitely got myself on a list. I went and searched for it. So yeah, there's there there's a I'm definitely on I'm definitely on some kind of surveillance list over this one because uh, here's me typing. What does human flesh taste like? This is technically a red meat, uh, but the general consensus is that it tastes like pork. Uh, some some have described it as a little bit more subtle, like pork, but subtle. I've also heard it described a little bit veal like, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, kind of smoother and. Uh, and things like that. I've also I've also heard it referred to as like sweeter or gamier. So really don't know. Really can't say for sure. Uh, there is a company that is working on, uh, you know, how there's like the Beyond Burgers. Well, apparently somebody is working on uh, fake human meat. So, you know, that'll that'll be the closest thing that many of us will get to. Uh, well, I say get that'll be the closest thing that, you know, we'll all have to being able to find out what human flesh tastes like without going down a scary fucked up route that Armin Muse went. Personally, I don't want to know that bad. Well, thanks for getting weird with me, weirdos. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube that you hit the subscribe button. Make sure to leave a comment. Tell me what you think. Uh, if you've got any ideas for episodes, uh, you know, just send them to me at uh, weirdwhypodcast.gmail.com. Even if you just want to say hi, you just want to, you just want to tell me uh, how your day is going. You just want to you know, just check in, just Maybe send me a nice message. Maybe tell me I'm an asshole. I don't know. What do you want to say? Say what you want. It's free fucking country. Email it to me, though. If you're listening on audio only, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, preferably. If, if you're not going to leave five stars, don't leave Don't leave it. But uh, five-star reviews do help the show, and I uh, really appreciate that. And make sure to tell your friends about us. You know, If you got any friends that are looking for, for a weird new show, send them over this way. we got to get more Kool-Aid drinkers in this cult. So let's get those numbers up. Let's tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone about this digital cult. I love you all. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode of Strangeness. And until then, keep it weird.